0: You've just turned in to, let's face it, I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. I thank you for joining me tonight. Tonight's a very special show for me. I have um, six of my closest friends here for a full show of hot topics. Um, we're going to be talking about everything that's trending in the news, everything currently going on in society today, things that you guys are talking about already. I have six of my most opinionated friends who are here. I told you guys last week that we had, at my home a conversation dinner, and some of the most interesting topics came up, and that gave me the idea of this show. So um, coming up in, right after this break, we're going to have my six friends, that we're going to be taking your calls. I have a lot of topics. We have a lot of topics that, of course, we can talk about, but we would much rather hear from you. So the number to call in is 917-932-1078. Make sure that you press 1 when the recording starts so that you can get in that special call queue to be a guest on your show, on the show. Um, coming up next week, I want to put this in because we're probably not going to have time at the end. Um, next week is all about, um, sacred money archetypes. I have a guest, Cecilia dog Gillis. A couple weeks ago, I had about a three hour lunch with this young lady and she blew me away with the information that she had regarding, um, just my personality type, just asking me very few questions. She was able to give me um, my money archetypes, give me some quick tips on ways that I can um, move, that I can make things that I can do, things that I can change that would um, increase my revenue and help me reach the financial goals that I have. So next week she's going to come and she's going to talk to us um, about our sacred money archetypes. It's all about aligning our spiritual and our financial success. What would it be like if you could stop being sick and tired of not having enough money? What would it take for you to finally be ready to live the life that you were really meant to live? So learning your your money archetype is going to help you realize what makes you tick when it comes to money. Also, it's going to learn how to power of what is called the secret money contract, and you're going to discover the most profitable actions that you can take to increase your income and secure your financial freedom. So that's coming up next week, October the nineteenth. Um, Ms. Cecilia Daw Gillis is going to be here, a remarkable woman. She's a certified life coach, a scientific hand analyst, and a sacred money archetype coach. So and she's also going to give away to one lucky caller a free session. I believe that's valued over two hundred and fifty dollars, don't quote me, but somewhere in that ballpark to um to one lucky caller. So right after this break, we're going to have um Six of my closest friends. They're they're a lively bunch, so you don't want to go anywhere. You just turned into let's face on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. We'll be right back.
1: Planning for the ultimate vacation? Do you want the perfect wedding and honeymoon packages? How about a relaxing cruise or group travel destination? You need Phoenix One Travel. Phoenix One Travel is one of the leading providers of travel services and travel education in the world. Give us a call at 678-358-8588 or visit our website at www.phoenixonetravel.com. Dot dot Let's plan your dream getaway today.
2: It's 6:42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey! Okay. The dreaded <laughs> splash fight. It's dad o'clock, and it's the best time of the day. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877 4DAD 411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
1: I can't- a graduate, a displaced professional, or subject matter expert looking for an opportunity, or maybe you're seeking to advance your career in information technology and cybersecurity. If so, then Lanier Data Assurance Solutions Inc. is the company for you. Lanier is a professional services consulting firm located in Washington D.C., Largo, Maryland, and Jacksonville, Florida. We are comprised of highly experienced, certified security professionals as well as subject matter experts in the science of information security and privacy. Lanier has established a solid reputation for excellence by providing superior services to every client. This credible firm brings the wealth and expertise to the profession. If you are interested in challenging work, excellent compensation, contract and travel options, contact Lanier Data Assurance Solutions today. Like us on Facebook to get real-time opportunity announcements at facebook.com forward slash Lanier, which is L-E-N or call
0: three zero one four seven six one eight four four. You can also email us at info at lanier.net. Back to Let's Face It. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn, and in the studio I have Six of my closest friends. Welcome to the show, everybody.
3: Hello. Hey, thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. Is everybody up here? Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, okay you I just want... All... Oh, I can hear you. Who is that? Okay.
1: <laughs> Run. it's me. Me.
0: Okay. Um, oh, Miss Anaconda's in the building. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um, let's just give everybody some idea of who's on the call Of course you know me, I'm Will, I'm your host And next
3: Good evening everybody, this is Yolanda Johnson I'm from Portsmouth, Virginia My profession is a licensed cosmetologist and a makeup artist Hi everybody, this is Ronnie Gray I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania And uh, I'm not sure what my profession is I I'm a makeup artist, but I'm really not sure.
4: Help me. <laughs> I am Anthony Collins and I'm from Vicksburg, Mississippi. I am a financial management analyst and a makeup artist and image consultant.
3: Hey everybody, this is Quana Jefferson, also known as Quana J. I'm originally from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Woohoo! Go Razorbacks. Um, My profession is a public information specialist, too, and for those of you that don't know what that is, it's the equivalent of a publicist, and uh, I'm here just looking to have a really good time with Will and the crew.
4: Hello,
3: everyone. Hello. Hello, everyone. My name is Robin Thomas. I'm originally from Los Angeles, California, and my profession is a professional hairstylist and makeup artist.
2: Good. Hi, everyone. My name is Nathan Whitfield. I am the background to this full ground. I am what I am. I am, hey, my child. I am what am I? What am I? <laughs> You're over. Okay, thank you. Oh, everybody, we actually
0: have our first caller on the line. Um Dr. Antipas Harris calling from Virginia Beach. Welcome to the show.
5: Hi, thank you so much, Will. I appreciate this opportunity to to uh, to uh, speak to you on the show.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, what's on your mind?
5: Well, what's on my mind these days is uh, the disparities of education among our young African American people, particularly African American men, uh, in the wake of the uh, the alleged prison. I'm sorry, the alleged police brutality that seems to be on the rise across the country, more pronounced in Ferguson right now, uh, but also episode with Trayvon Martin in uh, Florida, makes me uh, really worry about the state of the African-American community. And uh, with a lot of the reactions that are happening across the country, uh, I want to ask the panel, how do you think, that it's best to address this issue not from a reactionary standpoint but from a point that we can really help our young men uh, that's the first question I have one to follow up if you don't mind Okay.
3: well this is Yolanda um, I would like to see more of our men getting involved with a lot of the young men in the community starting conversations with them, it's just a, a, even like a quick sit-down just to say, hey, brother, how you doing? Is it anything that you need? It's not necessarily always about giving money or giving it. Sometimes it only takes a little time. And wow, I, lately
4: people don't have time for people. Um, This is Anthony. I agree with you, Yolanda. However, mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit more to add to that. I think um, we as African-American men, we also have to set the example. You know, we would be talking and things like that, but we as African-American men, we have to learn not to be the statistics but set the example. That way we give them something to follow or something to emulate.
5: Yes, that is true, Anthony. Thank you for that. Uh, as you probably don't know, I'm a university professor. I teach at Regent University, and I also lead the ministry um, uh, Anti Harris International Ministry, you can check me out on my website. But uh my my follow up question is, as a university professor, what I what I've recognized is that uh many times we discuss issues, uh we either on the one hand focus on the uh the perpetrator or on the other hand we have a lot of ideas about what we can do, but what it seem, what seems to be difficult is how do you mobilize people right we we know we need more mentoring we know that prison cells it has been said the prison cells are are um are we determined the, the number of prison cells based on literacy rates in the third grade um 10 years out particularly in Texas but um what it does not seem it seems to be we still systemically have the same problem while we know we need to do these things, such as mentoring and tutoring. So it's not like 1960s and 1950s when Martin Luther King Jr. and the other could mobilize a large number of African Americans behind an initiative. We're much more divided. So I guess my question more poignantly is, how do you think that we can mobilize? Like what is the best way to mobilize men and um, folks from the community to rally around these issues? Like in Ferguson, they're rallying around all these protesting and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, who's going to do all that to do the other things that we know that our African-American young men need? Is the, is the question clear? Absolutely. Yeah. One thing, um, how, how do you do that? How, I'm at a loss because I I, mean, I agree with you that uh, the solutions and the ideas but getting people to work together to actually help these young men is much more difficult than it is for a bunch of people to run down there and hold up signs.
3: Can I interject, if you will? This is Ronnie. Um, I want to go way, 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 way back. And when I say way back, I'm coming okay. from um, a perspective of it kind of starts um, way before we're even born. A, a lot of, a lot. I'm going to say me because I'm an African-American woman, of course, um, sometimes we make bad choices. Like, for example, I'm I'm not ashamed to say I have four children. I'm now married. Um, my youngest two belong to my husband, but my older two children, um, I had, you know, them out of wedlock and so on and so forth. And so, which which left me single with two males. You follow me? You follow where I'm going?
2: Uh-huh. I get you.
3: And so it starts back there sometimes. Um, and, and, and of course, it starts with educating. Like, for example, I had an opportunity from, you know, um, a younger age to educate my African-American males, on, you know, where I may have um, outset my boundaries, made bad choices, or going in the wrong direction, to give them an opportunity to be there for their children, you know, preferably you, you know, not more so than a girl, but you know, for their African American um, son, so a lot of times it it goes way back before birth. You you follow me? Mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do. I
3: like
4: I agree with you about
0: that.
2: Um, I would agree. This is Will speaking. I don't, um, I don't know if I don't know if that. I believe what Dr. Antipas is trying to figure out is a, a, a way that we can get to black men. And one of the things that one thing that I've learned in going through sitting in different symposiums talking directly to black men is black men want to be heard. And I think that what we have to do is set up these State forms or city forms or even educational forms in schools where black men can get together and talk about the issues, but it have to go beyond talk. And I think that's the reason why the frustration in Ferguson or the, fr- the frustration Ooh. with the police is because they, we're tired of talking.
5: Well that's the so, thing. I, I get all the frustration. I'm frustrated right along with them. But at the same time while I'm frustrated with the systems, I'm frustrated with our community. We're more attracted, exactly. seem to be more attracted we seem to be more attracted to uh chaos and problems and um you know uh, you know, the problem than we are to the solution. In other words, we'll we'll rally together, go down there talking about stand my ground and and all that in Florida, and we'll go to Ferguson, and we'll hold up signs and saying, you know, don't shoot and all this stuff, and the pictures look like 1960, but the piece that is missing is that after all of that, Mm -hmm. how we rallying together? I mean, our HBCUs are under-supported. We we have um, uh, our schools. We have programs. We have PTAs, and we can't get, uh, you know, an army of black folks to go down there to the PTA to support and get the kids to go to the meetings. You know, so it's like we, we're focused on the, the 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 problem more than we're focused on the solution. We all solution. know what, exactly. you know, so if we can rally together around how white folks treat us and all that, but hmm. how do we rally around the solution? I
4: agree with um, you and I understand what you're saying. I think you know, it starts at home, and it also starts in the community, like you said earlier. I think, you know, we need to hold our communities accountable as well as hold ourselves accountable because, you know, I remember growing up, the issue was it, it, your parent was okay with someone else, i.e. or neighbor or someone that they knew saying something to you. Nowadays, it's not it's not that way. Nowadays, you have so many parents who get offended for someone, a neighbor, whoever, saying something to their child. You know, it takes a village to raise a family. And sometimes we we do need to come together, whether it's a community or or friends or whatever the case may be. But I think it starts at home and then it starts in the community. And then once it starts in these various communities, then we can come together on a bigger level.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Q, you wanted to say something?
3: Sure. Um, So I wanted to, first of all, say that I totally agree with – Minister Antipas, Um, I think that one of the things that we should be doing as a community is looking to drive more consistent action within the community. And it's very difficult to do that when you are not in the community. Um, A lot of times we see these issues that are going on and we speak on them, but unfortunately we are not connected to the community enough to where we can actually go into the community, go into these individual neighborhoods, and speak from an informed perspective. So, you know, we need to have more people like Reverend Antipas to teach our community how to implement action on a more consistent basis. Um, one of the things that I've seen with um, with music and media is that we're starting to have a shift and like, even in hip-hop, so we're having more conscious activism. So we're having groups that used to be not so uh, well-received like The Roots. Everybody's always loved them, but their topics of music has not always been wide, widely received. So now we have the David Banners and the Lecrae's that are also speaking about Um, just our community and how we need to come together, we need to bind together. So, you know, we can blame the media because they do a good job. They do a good job at illuminating the chaos. Um, But then we have to turn around and point the finger at ourselves as a community to say, hey, there's a vast gap between the chaos and the continuum of a solution. So we have to have people like you, Reverend Anthropos, that are able to go out into the hedges and highways, if you will, individuals
5: mm-hmm. well, thank you so much cause that that's been heavy on my heart it it just you know every you know it seems like you know, we we can't plead with them, whoever them is, to yeah. solve our problems we We can do a lot for ourselves if we are not just simply reactionary but're rather exactly. proactive right. and consistent, our energy can wane when it leaves the media or when the energy around you know the grieving period is over but it has to be a sustainable um commitment to the solution that we all every time we talk about it I hear people we need more mentoring and tutoring then we set up mentoring and tutoring and people don't sign up or they sign up and don't don't stick to it so then when another chaos another mishap happens we react again but I think that we got to have more consistency, more commitment, and we have to be committed even when the media is not around because of the demand uh, response. And there are projects happening all over the country, I know, some great things that are happening, 200-plus in this area are doing great things, um, um, the Urban League is doing great things, and the list goes on, Big Brothers and all that, they're all doing great things. But I know that that the, the, one of their biggest struggles is to get the citizens to rally around yeah. the vision and be consistent. Right, right. Another
0: thing, I know this is, um, I was talking to a client uh, three weeks ago, and one thing, when I was growing up in the 80s, 90s um, in college, um, there was a strong presence of the black Greek organizations who were coming to schools, they were rallying, um, basically trying to steer us in the right path. My niece who just went off to college, she's 17, 18, I asked her about what she's going to play. She she didn't know anything really about it the Greek organizations because they weren't going back into the schools anymore um, for mentor programs. I know they still have those, but it seems like the outreach probably could be a little bit stronger and they could help um, guide and groom not only the black men, but also some of these young black women because they're getting off of hook too um, now. So I think maybe increasing their presence back into the community, even now she was saying the lines that go on campus, there may be like one, two, two, three people at the most. And when I was in college, you know, you had a full line that were casting people away because, you know, they didn't have the the, the demand outweigh the supply, but they had um, spaces on line. So I think maybe increasing that presence, going back and doing more mentoring would also help that cause.
5: Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much for, uh, I don't want to hold up your time. I know the other folks want to talk too, but this is, this is one hot topic that I had on my heart.
0: <laughs> okay, well, thank thank you so much for calling in.
5: Well, absolutely. Thank you. Everyone, to be alright.
0: Okay, so I know I shared with you guys the story about Brittany Maynard. She is the young lady who she's twenty nine years old. In um, January first, she was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. The doctors gave her six months to live, and they said because basically she was really young that the, the disease was really going to take her through a lot. Um, she had already been having like a headache because of the tumor on her brain. She had some type of a crani, craniotomy or something surgery, but it really didn't um, do much good as far, as far as alleviating the pain. So she moved to Oregon, which is one of the only five states which has the Death with Dignity Act. And November the 1st, her Her doctor's already given her the pills. she's going to take a combination of pills, which basically is going to end her life and she said that she's going to do it in her bedroom surrounded by her husband, her family, and her her close friends. So my question to you is how do you number one how do you feel about that, and do you think that should be legal across the nation? The Death with Dignity Act?
3: Tim, this is Yolanda. Wouldn't that be like committing suicide?
0: Well, yeah, it is suicide. It's, it's, uh, physician, it's physician-assisted.
3: So you can't pray from a grave to uh, ask for forgiveness. Uh, mm. Am I wrong?
0: Mm-mm, no. You can't. So
3: you're just going straight to hell. Uh-huh, in a handbag.
0: Well, so, it, I mean, her well, cause is know. because she, she doesn't. She doesn't want to go through, number one, she says she doesn't want to go through the pain, the agony, and her loved ones seeing her go through that because that takes an emotional toll But the Bible doesn't She doesn't want to leave her um her family with those medical expenses. Well, this is Robin.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that, you know, your life, God gives you life, and it's not your permission to take your own life. Yes. So,
2: yes. So that's how I feel. Well, I I just think she just don't want to suffer. So I get it for that reason. She don't want to suffer. And if they've given her this way out, this is her way out. Because um, I'm actually considering purchasing some of those pills for women. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Wait, 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 wait. I'm
2: actually you, waiting for my order to come in. Nate, we are live, honey. <laughs> we
3: are live. I
2: need I <laughs> need that recorded.
6: I need not <laughs> say that to wait, wait.
4: You ordered
3: some of them for who? For
4: what? <laughs> um, this is That's Anthony. Crazy. Um yeah. I think that we yeah, we all want to bring God into the situation, however we're not that individual. Um, some people may say it's a cop-out Or that that person is very selfish But who's to say What we all would do at that particular point in time I mean yeah, Anthony, you, know, I every, agree. you know Especially, now look at it like this Let's say she had children Who's to say that she would want Or you would want your child to sit there and watch you die I went through that with my father So coming from, you know, that standard You know, that point of view My father pushed me away And when I was younger at the age of seventeen years old, I didn't understand that. But now, as I as I've gotten older, I understand why he did that. You know, he didn't want me to see him suffer. He didn't want me to witness him going from two fifty down to one hundred and sixty nine pounds. Wow. You know, so the lasting impression of someone is truly all that that person has. Mm-hmm. You know, Anthony. So, so everyone comes from a different point of view, but. Who's to say what you would truly say at that particular point in time? Now, she doesn't have any kids to my knowledge. She is very young. But like I said, if that's how she wants to do it, that's on her. I can't say she's going to hell because it's not for me to judge nobody. You're right. right. you right. But like,
2: You're
4: right. You're if, that's right. The, if that's the easiest way for her, then that's the way she wants to go, go right ahead.
2: You're right, right. Anthony.
3: Mhm. I ain't write the I ain't write the words though. I ain't write the Bible. I'm just saying that's that's my vote, Matt. It might not be yes, heard anybody else. Too. Yeah, and, and it's not. You know, my the Bible opinion.
0: is really a, not, a lot of a lot of times the Bible is really misinterpreted. The same misinterpreted. Bible. There are a lot of people back in, I was, Yeah, yeah. A lot of, and that's that's a whole other show. Stay tuned for November the 12th. I believe it is. Um, <laughs> something
3: something the in the Bible the are clear, and we ignore those too.
0: Yeah, exactly. But the Bible, yeah. the same Bible that you guys speak of now some people use back in the day to um condone slavery. Did you know mm-hmm. that? They yeah. use the same yeah. Bible. So I believe actually, like you said, come here, I was in a situation, you guys all know my story about um when I first got the music, my 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 um kidneys were camp were what's the word? They were um
6: failed failed. Now?
0: There we go. Feeling. My when my kidney my, yeah when my kidney, kidney, kidney failure and Nate Nate was here with me through the whole situation. When I first heard those words, I only heard death, and uh, he'll tell you I to this day I had my funeral already planned during that first month, and it took me probably about four or five months for me to actually build my relationship with God for me to realize that it was going to be a test. But in my mind, all I could think about was dying and. I can understand where she's coming from. Um, I don't even know if she's a person who may be of faith like we are, who can hold out because God, we know God is able able to do everything. He can turn the situation around, but um, like He did for me. But I can kind of understand that she's just in a place where she's she's being very selfless. She's not thinking about herself. She doesn't want to put her family through it. Um, I don't know about having them around me while I'm doing it because that's how they're gonna, you know, probably end up remembering her. But I can definitely understand. What she's going through. Yeah, we also have uh, another caller coming on the line, Ms. Brenda Henderson. I believe she well, called. Hold on hold, on, hold on.
3: I'm sorry.
0: What? What's up?
3: I was listening to your, um, to your your speech, not speech, but your
6: testimony.
3: If I could just chime in just for like a couple of seconds, this is cute. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. So,
3: um, with regard to the Brittany Maynard situation, I, I think mm-hmm. we're looking at it from a spiritual perspective, but I, I think right. we should also look at it from just in the natural, because it's it's a, a culture that has been set up. I, I, I consider it the Jack Kevorkian culture, because, you know, when people are at their wit's end with life, they don't see a way out. It doesn't mean that God doesn't have a way out for them. It doesn't mean right. that God isn't going to make a way for them, but it's their perception And having this particular culture in place and so widespread and so visible through all the different social media and, you know, traditional media, it makes it really easy to kind of foster that easy way out perspective for those who just don't know. They don't know God. They don't know what they're going to do. They're, again, at their wit's end. I feel sorry for Mrs. Maynard, but I also know and understand that she is not experiencing something that has never happened before We look at Job in the Bible Job was sick so long His flesh fell from his bones Y'all know the song Y'all know how it yeah.
6: Is. yeah.
3: So why if, we, if Job thought enough Of the God that he served To believe that God Would deliver him And would set him free Amen. Either through death Or through bringing him out On the other side of through Then you know It would behoove Mrs. to to look at the same way, look at the situation the same way. We are all going through, we go through it at various levels, but there's one God that has the final say, and we shouldn't take that final say away from him by trying to end it or fix it on our own.
0: Yes. I agree with you, Q.
3: It's all for time.
0: Okay, anyone else want to chime in on that because we have a caller on the line. And, you. Know, like, oh, yeah. Okay, well we huh? have Miss Brenda Henderson, she's calling from the Peninsula, welcome to the show Brenda
3: Hi Will, how are you tonight?
0: Doing well
3: Doing What's great on your mind? Uh, I have a question, I did notice that most of your guests are hairstylists and makeup artists and through my brand uh, with my uh, publicist Nikki Carey I've been able to evolve my brand through my message but I wanted to ask you guys How often, or what part does your hair and makeup play in your branding? A very—it's your image.
0: It's everything. You have seven seconds to make a first impression. Seven seconds.
3: Should you change your hair from time to time, even though you 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 your brand is accepted, people know
0: who you are through your brand. Not necessarily. some people, like um, who's like Whoopi Goldberg, she's known for her hair. If you're trying to establish that brand, if you want there to be a brand, but you could just be known for having exceptional hairstyles. That could be you. Um, I remember when Star Jones was practicing law, what was she known for?
4: Do you guys remember?
0: Yeah. She was known for something. It was fa- something fashionable. But that was her brand. Everybody I think,
4: if I'm not mistaken, I think she was known for being a plus-size woman that was always fabulous. She was always dressed from head to toe, her face was always done. So that was was a big thing for her. Regardless of her size, it was an image that also got recognized. Mm
0: -hmm. So, Brenda, to answer your question, I think your hair and your makeup, definitely, because that's one of the first things we see. And I'll tell you, as a hairstylist and a makeup. Okay, because I noticed uh,
3: in most of all my branding pieces, my hair is up. And occasionally, I like to wear it down. But when I'm going certain places, I try to stick to it being up. So I was just wondering, up or down? Did it really make any difference? I know I don't want to change the color because I get a lot of compliments on the color and everything.
0: Now I'll tell you, when I was, before I knew your name, I always asked Mickey the lady with the updos. So you were <laughs> known for your updos. Okay, so you've answered uh-huh. my
3: question. I'll keep the dues up.
0: They look nice on you very well. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to take just a quick break. You're listening to Let's Face It on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. We'll be right back.
5: That's com. L&B Tax Service Incorporated. Tax professionals that you can trust.
2: FOCUS. Find opportunities, create unique success. Focus is an empower agency that provides motivational tools needed to aid our youth and young adults in the metro Atlanta area. Allow Focus to provide your kids with additional help in developing self-awareness, leadership, communication, and empowerment skills. For more information on how to get started today, go to www.focusfruits.com. Focus, life coaching for youth and young adults.
5: College is important, but it can also be expensive. College Planning Services is a group of educators, administrators, counselors, and other licensed professionals that work together to provide the necessary services, networks, and information to reach students that are serious about getting a college education. College Planning Services partners with financial institutions, corporate sponsors, and other major players in the global market to strategize in building a pool of information regarding financial aid, scholarships, and funding information to assist students in preparing to access the essential resources to build upon their path to an education educational future. Learn more at collegeplanningtoday.com and let us help you start your college career.
0: Welcome back to Let's Face. It. I'm your host Will Strayhorn. We're in the studio with some of my best friends and we're just talking about some of the hottest topics that are going on in the news today. So, the next topic Viola Davis, the star of Shonda Rhine's How to Get Away with Murder.
6: She was criticized
0: by a New York Times journalist, Alexandra Stanley. She basically said to be less than classically beautiful, and I'll read what she said. Stanley says, ignoring the, na- the narrow beauty standard some African American women are held to. Ms. rhyme shows a performer who is older, darker-skinned, and less classically beautiful than Ms. Kerry Washington, or for that matter, Holly Berry, who played an astronaut astronaut on the Summer Minutes Series Extent. So my question to you is, do you think more attractive people get better treatment and opportunities in life? And then number two, does the dark skin versus light and
6: rivalry
0: still
3: exist. Hello? Will? Hello? Will, Did you, you have this line burning up tonight. This is Q.
0: Hi, Q. Could you hear that over the music...
3: Barely, honey, but I, when you said Viola Davis, honey, I had to sit up on the edge of my seat, because I am a, a Viola Davis fanatic.
0: Yeah, well, I, let me just reiterate what I said, because I think the music was still playing. There. Everything was done from Atlanta, I'm in Virginia, so um, I just want to reiterate what I said. Viola Davis, who is on Shonda Rhimes' new show, How to Get Away with Murder, she was criticized by a New York Times journalist by the name of Alexandra Stanley. And this is what she said, ignoring the narrow beauty standards some African-American women are held to, Ms. Rhimes chose a performer who was older, darker skinned, and less classically beautiful than Ms. Carrie Washington, or for that matter, Holly Berry. My question is, do you think more attractive people get better treatment and opportunities in life? And then the second part of that question, in this day and time, do you think the still dark skinned versus light skin rivalry still exist.
2: Yes. A dark, I mean, we don't need a bunch of unattractive people on TV.
3: Nathaniel? <laughs> don't you do it. Don't you do it. I, I'm i going to tell you, I, number one, want to commend Shonda Rhimes.
5: Yes. Kudos
3: to you, boo, for going against the grain, exactly.
5: for bringing
3: real life people
5: Exactly
6: to
3: the forefront, and for dispelling the myth that darker-skinned individuals, be it female or male, cannot excel or rise to the occasion from a media standpoint.
6: Exactly. Now, I'm not familiar
3: with that New York Times um, article, but mm-hmm. this last episode, I don't know, did you guys see that episode where she pulled the, the weed weed off? off?
0: And the you lashes off? off? Yeah. Baby, uh, honey,
3: that's uh, Yeah, under. do you hear me? I said, yes, honey. I started pulling my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
6: have mm, no wig I don't on, do that.
3: You get what I'm saying.
6: I get what it I'm saying. It
3: was so eye-opening, and just, I thought it was the most beautiful time in television that I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. yeah. I think what Viola is, is beautiful. Yes, I think she is. she is beautiful. I think she's very classic. I think she's very regal. Yeah. And I think yes, she so. is a great performer. And I wanted mm-hmm. to read to you guys what sh- the response that she gave to that reporter. She responded yes. with one of Maya Angelou's um, poems, quotes. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I'll rise. And that was right. very classic.
6: Mm-hmm. Very,
3: very Google Google translation. I got the part punks. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm on TV. You at home, boo boo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> about why. What I'm about, about the whole there. dark skin,
0: light skin thing? Is that uh, still exist? This Absolutely
3: it exists. It does. I don't know why. I mean, Mike I think it is so fast. because it's a perpetuation of what the media portrays.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. what, But that's really what Shonda is. is trying to do. She's trying to cut. She's trying to remove that's that right. stereotype mm-hmm. and let you know that black is beautiful. That's right,
3: but mm-hmm. yes, and lately, have you noticed or more commercials, more actors there have there has been more black natural hair women in these commercials, these ads in the magazines, the billboards. If you take a look and take time, it's really it's a lot more natural, darker toned women that are getting these roles and that are um being shown in the media. Absolutely, so we to I say it's a chocolate trip, party. Right? Come on, Robin, we're doing a chocolate party.
6: <laughs> yes, we
3: are. Hey, <laughs> yes. loud. Um, I'm Robin black and I'm proud. I'm addicted to the creamy crack, so I can't go natural. Uh oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm coming to the chocolate party too. White
0: chocolate.
3: You can't come. Oh, okay. You you kicked out already. Okay.
0: Invitation denied. Okay. <laughs> okay, on to our next topic. You guys, everybody knows EJ Johnson, um, Magic Johnson's son. Yeah. Yes, honey, Mr. Fabulous. Mr. I wasn't Fabulous. ready. Yes. Yeah. you wasn't ready. I
2: you wasn't, wasn't <laughs> ready. But
0: I was. I was pleasantly. I was pleasantly pleased, if I could say that. that um Magic Johnson um, embraced yeah. him as he did so openly. I really, 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 really admire. I was telling Nate last night that I admire to be able to walk in the confidence that he walks in. Yeah. Uh, but about so Mr. E.J. Johnson, he's – go ahead.
3: I said, so you're saying that um, – do you do you believe um, – did you have a reason to believe that he wouldn't have? Or like, were or you surprised or –
0: Most black parents don't.
3: Most okay. Black, and I'm going to say all of
0: them. I'm the word is – the operative is word true. is most. Most black parents don't. Now, I don't know what went on to get them to that point. You know, they may have gone through hell like I did to get to that point. But most parents don't initially <laughs> embrace that. Well, no. mom, and me
3: speaking and speaking from the experience, this is Yolanda, I have a sixteen year old that came out to us three months ago and it was very hard for us and our family at first. It was like we was pushing her. We was telling her the word and this and that. And I had to take a step back and I had to look and I had to say, wait a minute, this is my baby. I, and are we going to keep continuing, continuing to push her out and push her out? She was depressed. And I finally realized, I, I told her, I said, Ayana, I said, I love you. I said, this is a decision that... I mean, you made the decision to come to us. She said, Mama, I feel 100% that I feel like a weight has been lifted off of me. She said, I've been battling this for a couple of years now, and I haven't told anybody this. But I knew something was going on with her, but I just didn't know what it was. We finally, we sat down, we talked to her about it, and I just, I put my arms around and I told her, I said, we love you, I'm your mother, but I'm letting you know that there is some people out there that's not going to give you this same love. You have right. to brace yourself for that ridicule that they're going to send, the judgment that they're going to send, but okay. I'm letting you know that you are loved, we love you, this is what you want to do, we're going to stand behind you. It's hard for people. It's hard for people because you've been taught as a child women are supposed to be with men, yeah. and once it yeah. comes to your doorstep, I'm, every, pe- pe- we weren't ready. We were not ready. We were so, not ready. Word, I, and I, I was I wanna, not. I was not expecting that. So Yolanda, when but, you say that you you knew something was going on. Um, was she acting differently, or was just something you just couldn't put your finger on it? Um, I couldn't you- put my finger on it. I'm the person I am. I'm a deep person, and the mid- at the middle of the night, I always say it's the time that I spend with God. I get right. up through my house, I walk my house, I pray for everyone, I anoint my um family's head from their head to the soles of their feet, and I walk and I just pray and every I mean for that th- three months that I, I it was finally weighing on me. I said, something ain't right. Something is going on. And I just couldn't, I couldn't sleep at night. I couldn't sleep. And I saw that she was um, pulling away from the family. She was just up in her room and just, you know, just staying to herself. She wasn't her same bubbly self because she loved to dance. She wasn't doing none of that. And I was like, wait a minute, something is wrong. But when she told us, My shoulders let down when she finally came to us and told us because I was expecting the worst. Mm I was expecting the
0: worst.
3: You don't think that's the worst. Yeah, and she finally came and she told us, and I just felt it was just a release that was lifted off of her. But we explained to her the word. She know the word of God. I mean, we as parents, that's all we can do is show them and teach them.
0: Exactly. That's right. Yeah. But you know what? That is not even the question that I was going to ask. But okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I just Johnson. put it in there. I put it in there. I put <laughs> it in <there>. 21, <laughs> year old
6: Jay Johnson. <laughs> kidding.
0: That was on your
4: heart. Yeah. He just,
0: he just recently underwent gastric bypass surgery. He's 21 years old. He said that he struggled with weight his his entire life. And he basically said that surgery would give him a push so that he can work on becoming a new him. He said that he's kind of in the right place for it, and I'm really ready to look cute. So my question to you is, how far is too far in the sake of vanity? And How far are you personally willing to go? I'll start with myself. I'm willing to go as far as my dollar would take me. Uh, (laughs) Yes. When the time comes, I have no problem letting people know that I'm already in the process of getting things done that is going to get me to where I want to be in my career. I've already had work done on my eyes, and I will get them done again as needed. Um, well, of course, no you need your eyes that. to
3: see, but would you have okay. any type of surgery that it's would cosmetic,
0: physically?
2: Honey, I had cosmetic surgery done to my eyes. Okay. Yes. All right. And I, too, would like to say that I would go as far as his money would take me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
6: What? <laughs> yes. and your
4: money too and call this <laughs> and yours your money and yours too and yours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the more money the more surgery yeah
0: I don't I think I have mean, surgery. it's going to make you feel better if it's going to make you feel better I don't see anything wrong with it that's right if <laughs> you yeah, want it, to it. you
3: enhance your beauty and you have the money to pay for it by all means yeah, yeah. But I need people to stop getting these rock booty injections, though. That's what I need. Well, well, they don't have some no. of mine, child. This is, you know, <laughs> I mean, things you just don't have to go out and get. Yeah, well, this is.
4: If, if you don't get something like that, make sure it's done the right way.
3: Exactly. I and mean, it's not looking like a bag of gray rocks that came from Mount Everest.
4: Okay. Wait.
3: Now, now, that's. Now, are now. you saying this one? My booty don't look like that. Not you, Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute.
4: <laughs> oh, you got some extra
0: booty on. Uh, Send <coughs> you, get up Yo. and work. Okay, let's move forward. We're almost out of time, you guys. We have less than 10 minutes left already. Oh.
4: But uh, I wanted to go on
0: to a recent episode of the Oprah Winfrey Show, Where Are They Now? Raven Simone, oh. she opened up about her relationship with her girlfriend and her dislike for labels. I'm going to read to you exactly what she said. When pressed by Oprah about others thinking of her as a gay person first and foremost, Simone turned the focus to race as well. She said, I want to be labeled as a human who loves humans. She said, I'm tired of being labeled. I'm an American. I'm not an African-American. I'm an American. So I don't know about you guys, but have you ever been introduced to this is my black friend or this is my some, some friend? A lot of times I hear people saying, "This is my gay friend," or "This is my black friend." This is the difficult one, being labeled. How do you guys feel about being placed in a box or labeled?
3: It really doesn't bother me. It really doesn't bother me because this is what this society is made of—labels. It doesn't. It, it doesn't bother me. But when you call out my name and I don't like it, that's a different story, though. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I, um, I don't like. I be up. I be. I, I be Honest, I do not like being labeled. I don't, you know, and and we do it ourselves and we don't realize it. You know, it could be so something so small to a color that someone has right. on and People are very quick to to go by what they see and not even get to know a person. I, I don't do labels. She could be black, white, Puerto Rican, Spanish, it don't matter to me. If you treat me right, we can talk about something. That's dishonest.
3: That's true. That's true. Yeah, I personally don't care either. I don't give a. I don't care. As long as you address <laughs> me right, because I yeah. I got a slapping anointing. Oh,
6: yeah. as long as it's not a negative it. label.
3: Uh-huh. Long as it's not a negative label, this is Robin. As long as it's not a
2: negative label, I don't care.
6: Yeah. Yes.
3: That's
2: right. That's why you live the way that people can label you properly. Like me, they say. That's a
3: Christian.
6: That's they
3: say that that boy awesome. is crazy. <laughs> it's another
0: C. It's
3: not say. the. It's not that one. It's the crazy. <laughs> Wrong C. Wrong C. <laughs>
0: Right letter. Yeah, Wrong word. that we really, we really deal with. We deal with labels all the time, and um, even now, even more than ever, ever that I'm trying to really get the show started and branch off into different areas of my career. I hear a lot of people come back to me with um, maybe things I'm trying to do. People who are on the inside of other camps come back to me and they say, oh, yeah, Will, the gay one? Will, that one? And I'm like, okay, they don't even know who I am. And that's what that's what precedes me. Because I have a problem with that as far as being labeled. Um, yeah. When but I think they're missing out a whole bunch. They're missing out a whole bunch, and I've already instructed my publicist, anybody who gives you any inkling of the sign that that is going to be an issue for them, let them know that I don't even want them before they even want me because they're going to miss out on that. And that's all I have so, to say
3: about that. So, one. Will, speaking yes. about Christianity, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's a great segue into um, our
0: making good topic. Okay what was our making our making good okay the making good topic yeah um well you know that with all these hacking the internet and the phone hackings and the security breaches some of her pictures leaked out that she had sent by text to her
2: husband Devon Franklin. and,
3: uh, and, she and they were basically her husband her yeah her husband. husband you can send 20 shots to your boo your husband
2: <laughs> not somebody right. else's husband oh right. why right. right. you can
3: send Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. But she was so,
0: these, mm-hmm. these pictures got out and they were in the, they were exposed all over the internet and people within the church were giving her slack about mm-hmm. sending these pictures out got that got caught
3: between their legs. They married and got they what they look like on they, Exactly,
4: that's their issue is the way she looks. They don't have the body that she has.
3: They mad as hell because she's sending it to her boo. They won't pose to see it anyway. And who and are they, they, they even to here. condemn? They okay, you know, for real, thing. for real, like, can we be, like, totally honest here? I just want to be very transparent. hmm uh-huh. I'm mad at the pictures, too, and I can not even see them. <laughs>
6: I'm
3: <laughs> just saying, because if I had her body, guess what? I'd have sent them pictures to my husband.
6: <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
6: <You're laughs> yeah. Period. 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 <laughs> oh, 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 oh. okay, now, was that oh, a husband
3: oh. with an S? I'm just saying, but, you know, I think... I think we in the church, sometimes we try to put this veil of perfection on mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the truth be told, if we were that adamant about doing what's right in our marriage, a lot of us would stay married.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say it. You better Say raise it. your hand and tell God thank you.
3: Huh, it's all yes. for time. That's all I'm saying. Yes. That's right. Yes. I can this speak is from good. experience. Mrs. Franklin, it's mm-hmm. all good. Keep well, I sending can your husband. pictures. Too. He's doing what
4: you're doing to keep him happy. But if we're going to do what's right according to the Bible, um, why even say something or have an attitude in the first place? At least she's doing what what she's supposed to do to her husband, not to someone else on the outside. I know it's right. That's
3: right. But you know how
4: some church, church folks, the mm-hmm. church folks is, they ain't, they ain't yep.
3: getting it, so they don't want nobody else to get it. Oh, honey, yep. but they're getting it, though. Yep. They're getting it, though. That's they all getting I'm saying. <laughs> but honestly, but you know
6: and what, it it is, is they what it
2: is. getting it. it.
3: You, that's right. You know what it really they is.
2: They're getting it. They just made. don't want you to get it. They're getting
3: it. I'm going to tell <laughs> you how. When you meet a dude that's not in church, like seriously, for the single ladies that's out there, you meet a guy that's not in church. And then you tell him that you're in church, and one of the first things they say is, you know, I heard church girls were some of the biggest freaks.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: well, I'm a church, that, I'm a go, church they girl. They go from that stereotype
6: <laughs> yeah. to yeah. That's how I'm they a girl. so much yeah.
3: negative stuff to say about Mrs. Good and her pictures to her husband. Yeah. Honey, there's a double standard. That's all I'm saying. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, well, you know, church people could be the biggest hypocrites. Both <laughs>
0: right. of are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: been what's your PayPal account? I'm going to send you an
0: offering for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. I want to thank you for spending your evening with me on the show. Hopefully, we can do this again. Um, any last words? Anyone want to say anything that we perhaps didn't have time for you to say or something?
2: Ronnie, anything you want to
0: say, add? Nate? Ratchet. Wretched Me, what? Yeah, Me. Well, I,
2: <laughs> I do wanna say that I think that this show is one of the best shows that I've heard. And I'm not biased because Right, the right. Best, no bias. The host is one of my best friends in the whole wide world. But I love this show. I love the topics that go on this show, and I love all of my friends, Yolanda, Anthony, um, Ronnie, I don't know our names. Uh oh. Robin. I love you all. All of my friends that are not list, that are not on the air with us, I love you all, too. I'd rather be here than anywhere else in the world.
3: Good night. Why is you acting so bougie tonight, Nate?
2: <laughs> Y'all are
0: crazy. Well, I want to thank you all so much, and hopefully you come back again.
3: Okay? Yes, thank you for having us. Thank you yes. so
0: much. You're Good night, everybody. Yeah. I love you
3: guys. Mm-hmm. Love you, too. Good night. Oh, my Nighty. Good night.
0: Well, I want to thank again my guests, um, Yolanda Johnson, Ronnie Potts-Gray, Anthony Collins, Juana Jefferson, Robin Thomas, and Nate Whitfield. I am your host, Will Strayhorn. Let's face it, in life you're going to be faced with many choices. But the most important choice you will ever, 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 ever make is when you choose to be bold, be beautiful, always make the choice to be you. Until next time.
1: Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Drayhorn and Friends on the Survival Radio Network. Please be sure to visit us on the web often at Let'sFaceItRadio.com for the latest in show information, including upcoming shows, special guests, spotlight interviews, as well as exciting, innovative ways that you can be part of the show. So tune in next week for Real People, Real Topics, Real Talk. Let's Face It.